Welcome to the 3D Podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Regular co-host Justin Lewis will be with us again soon as we recap the draft and another exciting week in Grizzlies basketball. But wanted to take an opportunity to do a special show uh, as we uh, head into uh, a very exciting time about the Grizzlies. I have a good friend of mine, a good friend of Mark King, who does the uh, Relocto Grizzlies podcast. I have Grant Hall and his wife, Molly Hall, who have joined us for this episode of the 3D podcast. Grant, Molly, how are y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Miss Hall, you're doing well? I'm doing good, yeah. I have gotten to know Grant through various opportunities, such as knowing Mark for a while over the past few years. And I will say this, when it comes to being a fan, I'm not here to start a debate as to who the biggest Grizzlies fan in Memphis is, but in terms of passion and in terms of commitment, Grant is is up there, and I believe Molly is as well. And just very, very fun, very in-depth, Grizzlies-centric uh, story with uh, Grant and Molly. And so just wanted to take a few minutes to talk with them. And so, Grant, we'll start with you. Obviously, you're a diehard Grizzlies fan. I believe that you have been ever since they've been in Memphis. Just talk about oh, yeah, the fact, absolutely. Just talk about the fact that, you know, how did you become so passionate about the Grizzlies and, and how big of a role do they play, you know, in your sports fandom? Yeah, man. So I'm I'm born and raised Memphian. I've been here my whole life other than uh, about a year and a half after college. But, uh, yeah, from Memphis, a huge sports fan, played sports my whole life. So uh, sports have always been a huge, huge part of my life. So when, the you know, the announcement came that the Grizzlies were going to move to Memphis from Vancouver, uh, 2001, um, I was going into eighth grade. And so I was, I was pretty young, uh, not, not young enough. Like some people don't remember life without the Grizzlies, but, uh, old enough to, you know, appreciate when they were coming. And I just kind of fell in love. And so I started watching from the beginning and, uh, my parents aren't huge basketball fans. Uh, they were more Tigers fans at the time. Uh, but I remember the first year they bought us tickets, me and my brothers, uh, tickets for two games in that first season, um, uh, one against the, uh, the Jazz back when John, uh, John Stockton, Carmelo were there, and uh, then another when the Supersonics came into town. And so we went to those games, and I was already a fan before that, just watching on TV, but going in person was just another experience. I uh, went to one more game that year with my dad and one of my good friends, Matt, and, you know, I just fell in love from the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, it just kind of took off from there. Uh, they weren't great, you know, as far as wins and losses from the, from the get-go. Uh, but we just really were excited uh, to have a team uh, to call our own a professional team, you know, a major league team in the city of Memphis. And so, you know, I, I considered myself pretty diehard from the get-go. And then, you know, they made the playoffs a couple years after being here. Didn't have a lot of success, but it was still a lot of fun to go to those games. And then they struggled, got back to the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I've just been a fan ever since they came. Uh, and basketball is just kind of, you know, the city of Memphis, basketball, you know, Hoop City, um, it's just it was just an easy Easy connection for sure. Grant, I wanted to ask you a quick question because, you know, it's been, you know, um, you know, 15, 16 years since this occurred. It's been his whole career, basically. And you pick up fans as your team becomes more successful. Obviously, the grit and grind era got more people involved with the Grizzlies. But we see what Jaron, the, 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 you know, just how big of a following he has now at a time when the Grizzlies are, are kind of struggling, but they, but they lucked into his being a draft pick. It seems like that when Powell was drafted by the Grizzlies or the Grizzlies traded for him draft night, right. he's definitely not as heralded as, as Jaron, but he made that similar impact, that franchise-building talent. 
Do you see some comparisons when Powell was drafted to when Jaron was drafted? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, he really from the – I'd say more of a comparison to Shane Battier early on because Shane was such a beloved uh, college player um, being drafted as the Grizzlies, and Powell was kind of uh, that unknown European player that – I mean, of course he became became the guy pretty early on, but like right when – I remember when it happened, Shane Battier – was kind of the talk, you know, when we first drafted him. Of course, once the season got started, it was all about Powell. So I think Powell is kind of a little bit more unknown, um, not just here in the States, but in Memphis. Uh, and so I think it kind of came on a little bit slower. Once he got going, one, one rookie of the year, you know, the city kind of fell in love with him and his family came over to live here. Of course, Mark was here at that time. And so there's definitely those comparisons. And, and, and now it's, it's, it's a little bit different now with social media because uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's got such such a great personality and you got social media to where you know you get to see him on there all the time and so not and not everybody not just people in Memphis but people across the country get to see it as well just the kind of uh the kind of guy he is and how he is you know connecting with the city uh, of Memphis. I think that's a great point you know with the with the you know social media out there you're right when Europeans came into the league such as like Dirk you know Dirk and Powell Dirk a little bit before Powell but when they came into the league you didn't get the same – they didn't get the same um, worldwide exposure like Luca did when he came in last right. year. So I think that's a great point. That's, that's an excellent point. So we go through the, the, the first decade of the 2000s, and Molly, if my, if my understanding is correctly, you were not in Memphis at the time, but you did come to Memphis kind of as the Grizzlies were starting to pick it up and, and start to be successful. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became, you know, to be such a Grizzlies fan, you know, now, you know, since you're in Memphis. Yeah, so I moved here in 2008 and did not grow up uh, really watching basketball. I maybe went to, I'm from Atlanta, so I went to a couple of Hawks games, but they were not super exciting or anything. I grew up a huge Braves fan, so love sports, love um, going to sporting events and stuff like that, but just never, basketball was never really on my radar. My family just didn't watch it. So I moved here, um, kind of, I guess, got lucky moving here when I did because I kind of came in right when the Grizzlies were getting super exciting. Um, moved to Memphis, first year here, 2008. Um, anytime you move to a new city, it's hard, you know. So I was like learning Memphis, um, learning different things. I was kind of grew up in the suburbs. So, you know, you move to a city, you're like, oh, this is different. Um, and sort of right when I started to love Memphis is when I started to go to Grizzlies games. And so it's sort of funny because I say, like, I think the team, that core four team helped me fall in love with Memphis. And in return, Memphis helped me fall in love with them just because I saw the impact it had on the city um, and how much it brought the city together and the excitement it brought to the city. Um, and that made me excited. I'm a pretty excitable person, so I can get really into things. So I, was, I think I went, um, somebody invited me to go to one of the playoff games. And I think it was the uh, Zebo Spurs game. And I just remember that night that was my favorite game ever when you know you leave in the in the hallways people are like chan uh, like just chanting zebo zebo and i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever been to in my life i was like this is awesome uh, so that's kind of when i was like man basketball is super fun like i have been missing out all these years and i hate that i didn't grow up here and i can't say i've been a fan since the beginning but since the beginning of my memphis time i have been um pretty diehard uh Memphis Grizzlies fan. 
Now, Molly, I don't know if it was a bunch of lies that Grant told or what magic spell he he, he performed to, to eventually lead to y'all being married. I'm kidding. Grant's a great guy. Um, <laughs> the thing I will say, though, is is that so uh, a little bit of a, you know, we've got a guy named Grant who, you know, it's, a, it's almost like that song. A guy, Grant, who, who's born in Memphis, who's been with the Grizzlies ever since they, they've been here. And then, Molly, you moved here. Um, you know, I, did did you move here after college? Was it was it, it when, when you were still in high school? About what time frame? Yeah, I moved here uh, in 2008, and I had just graduated college. And I moved here, um, kind of really, probably couldn't even. It's embarrassing, but like didn't know much about Memphis. But um, moved here, I found out about this ministry, and I worked for this ministry for about a year, and that's how I ended oh. up here. Um, so it was really like, I mean, two months before I graduated college I did not know what I was going to do or where I was going to go and I came here on a spring break trip with a friend who had known about this ministry and I came and visited and was just like man this is where I feel like I need to be um and so came here then I think like May of 2008 um and that's how I kind of ended up in Memphis um yeah awesome also yeah you're you're one of many that I've heard who have come to Memphis via ministry you know church things such as that well that, that that's really cool and a lot of people don't know about memphis when they when they move here but so you know it's 2008 and now we're moving forward and so both of y'all are in memphis grand obviously is a diehard you're building your passion for the grizzlies so tell us a little bit i'm not asking the whole you know how did you meet each other and you know become a couple that type of thing but it seems like that the interest in the Grizzlies did play a part in y'all meeting and things, you know, developing over time. Tell us a little bit about that. How did it come about that, that, that you know, the Grizzlies were involved in y'all's relationship and, and it continuing to grow over time? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess it was man, 2000, 2012 was when we met. And so we, we actually went to the same church. Or no, it was two thousand. I'm 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 going too far back. 2000, 2014. I know I know what day we got married. That's that's the important. Yeah, that's the way. But when no. I wanted to get Grant in trouble, that's not the goal. <laughs> I looked at him like, uh, no. No, I think we met. Yeah, 2014. So yeah, we. So I had been going to. We've been going to the same church, but you know, it it was a relatively big church, not huge or anything, but big enough to where you're not going to know everybody. And so, uh, but we had a lot of mutual friends that we didn't even realize, and so a lot of people. Uh, you know how everybody's like, oh, I, I've got this person you want to meet. Um, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. And so we had several people. I mean, really, it was more than five or six people. That, and from like different friend circles, people that didn't yeah. know each other, they'd be like, you got to meet this guy, Grant. I was like, yeah. okay. I had one girl tell me one time, she's like, oh, uh, you need to meet your future wife at this party. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. And so, but anyways, we we ended up, <clears throat> long story short, we ended up meeting. Uh, everybody, you know, the biggest thing was that we were big Grizzly fans, and so uh, I had never met Molly, obviously, but I told I told a buddy of mine, I was like, hey, everybody's telling me I should meet this girl, uh, Molly, and he's like, or no, I, actually at that time, I don't think I even knew her name, he's like, oh, they're talking about Molly Dowd, and he showed me a picture of her on uh, Twitter, and so the very t- first time I ever saw my wife, uh, not in person, but just saw her in general, was a picture on Twitter, her um, profile picture was her in this big Zebo shirt. And so I always say that if it wasn't for Zebo, we might not have ever met um, because I think Zebo, actually probably both of our favorite uh, Grizzly players of all time is Zach Randolph. And so uh, she had that Zebo shirt on. We eventually met, you know, went to a lot of Grizzly games on dates and stuff like that. 
Uh, I've always said that Zebo is is kind of what put us together because Zebo helped her fall in love with the Grizzlies, and then you know people uh, wanted us to meet because of that. You know, long story short, we've been married now for uh, going on five years, about four and a half years now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get that date right. I know I know when we got married. Yeah, just wish we'd met earlier. That's what it was. All right, Grant, I'm gonna save you here now. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> So, Molly, before we move on and talk about, you know, the, the, the wedding itself, now, what is it about Zebo that makes you so passionate? It, it seems like it may be the player itself, but like a lot of Memphis fans, it's just that connection that you have with everybody else that when Zebo played, everybody just loved it. And there was that electricity, that excitement. I'm certainly a witness to that. Was that the reason why you became, you fell in love with Zebo and the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think so. Like, initially, definitely, it was like that. You just, just watching him, like, grind it out and, like, play hard and play with passion and, um, you know, be Zebo. But then I think in the long run, like, that was that first, like, that game where it was like he went off. Um, and then – but getting to know him more as a player and not personally as a person, but just seeing him in the city and seeing him care for the city and just be kind and, like, really – care about Memphis I think because I really cared about Memphis I was like man like you know a lot of people don't care about Memphis and even Memphians talk about Memphis in a way that you're like man stop talking about Memphis like that you live here like and he loves Memphis he loves the city and he is the city you know so it was just like he is just a good dude like I even saw him one time and he was like on the other side of the street and I was like oh my gosh it's Zebo. I was downtown and I really wanted to go talk to him but I was kind of nervous and I saw him, he was on his phone and these people approached him and he put his phone down. Like he ended his phone conversation. He could have very easily been like, I'm on the phone. I don't want to take pictures, but he like ended his phone call to take a picture with these people. And I was just like, man, that is like, people don't do like celebrities, basketball players don't do stuff like that. And I was just like, he's just genuinely like, he is a good dude. Um, and I didn't make it across the street. He got into his car and they were like, you should go talk to him. I was like, I'm not knocking on his window to get him out of his car. But it was like, just seeing him do stuff like that. Like I saw it happen. I was like, man, he is cool. Um, just made me fall in love with him and the city and the team. And yeah. No, I agree. And I think that's what, that is what makes the Grizzlies so awesome as an organization is, you know, we're talking about, you know, how much they, you know, that's how y'all got connected. You had people telling y'all about this person you had never met, but hey, this person I know is interested. That's a point for y'all to talk about. And obviously it worked out. So we talked about, you know, hey, y'all met, you developed a, you know, a relationship. You know, the Grizzlies were, you know, a, a big, you know, a common thread there to help that out. But obviously, you know, it seems like the Grizzlies played, you know, we're still there for the wedding and, and also, you know, the, the honeymoon and things such as that. So, Grant, um, a little bit of detail about the wedding. You know, it seems like that there was a bit of a Grizzlies theme there. Yeah, a little bit. Not like over the top or anything like that. But, yeah, we had some Grizzlies aspects to it for sure. Um, we had like, a, like the bridesmaids' dresses were blue and like the flowers were yellow. So it was like hints of like if you knew us, you knew it was Grizzlies, but it wasn't like we like, I don't know, had – it's, yeah, it's not like it's not like Grizz himself uh, married the two of us. Or anything. And people were welcome to wear Grizzlies t-shirts. We had Grizzlies t-shirts at the wedding. Like I was like, man, my wedding has people in Grizzlies t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, we had we had Growl Towels custom made. So the uh, I think it's something Inc. is the company that does the does the Grizzlies uh, Growl Towels during the playoffs. And so we had 
same company designed our grout towels, and they look just like the ones from the playoffs the year before. Uh, of course, they just changed up the wording a little bit. Instead of all heart grit grind, it said all hall grit grind. Had a silhouette of a bride and groom on there, and you know, had our wedding date and stuff like that. Um, and then we had like some blue and yellow cupcakes at the wedding. I actually had the uh, PA announcer introduce the wedding party, which was really cool. Um, so we got to walk out to that. Everybody was waving their grout towels, um, you know, that they, because we got the grout towels made for everybody at the uh, reception. So they everybody was waving the grout towels. Um, and then, yeah, so, I mean, that that part was, you know, a lot of grizzly theme. And then even after the wedding, um, you know, I'm a teacher, so we didn't go, we didn't go on our, our real honeymoon. We called our real honeymoon until later. We called our initial honeymoon the mini honeymoon. We stayed in Memphis uh, across the street from the FedEx Forum at the uh, West End, and then, we went, somebody from our church had gifted us some floor seats for the very next day after our wedding. Uh, we were playing the Suns and we sat on the floor. Um, you know, we had our Grizzly shirts made, it said just married with our wedding date on it, stuff like that. Uh, went to the game, sat on the floor. Actually met Quincy Pondexter at the game. He was yeah, he had just, no, I think he just got. Oh, oh yeah, he had just, yeah, he had just gotten out, announced that he was going to be traded, but he had not left town yet. He was not playing. Oh, wow. He was like in, yeah. he was in the like food area where you go down and you eat food and we were like, we passed him and he, he, we had hats on that said Grizzlies in our wedding date and he was like, hey, I like your hats and he was so nice. It was just like a little bit surreal. It was like, we just got married. We're like hanging out with Quincy Pond extra. Like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And our actual honeymoon, we went to Chicago for a week. Um, but on one of those days, the Grizzlies were playing the Pistons uh, in Detroit. And so we drove from Chicago uh, from Chicago to Detroit uh, for the game and drove back that night. So we got to sit, you know, at that time, the Pistons weren't winning a lot of games. So we got some cheap seats behind the Grizzlies bench. So, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun for sure. We were on the honeymoon. I mean, on the Grizzlies game where we were courtside. I think we were on the kiss cam and we kind of held up our towel. It was just so fun. It was like the moment that it was like, wow, I just married this guy that I love, and we're like at a Grizzlies game and we're on the kiss cam. And I think Pete Veronica <laughs> said something about us on the TV. We were getting all these text messages like, y'all, we're just on TV. Pete Veronica said something about you. And so it was like a little bit surreal. It was like, what is happening? Like, is this real? Yeah. So we'll get to Grant's, uh, I believe, in my opinion, probably his favorite moment of his Grizzlies fandom here in just a bit, probably yours as well, Molly. But, you know, take aside the, uh, you know, when, when that that's, I believe, a story of when you fell in love with the Grizzlies was the Spurs series, you know, when the Grizzlies beat them. But beyond that, what has been your favorite moment over the years involving the Grizzlies? What what do you feel you'll, you'll, you'll remember for the rest of your life more than anything, uh, besides obviously the uh, game with your husband during y'all's wedding and the, the Spurs series that made you fall in love with the team? Um, I mean, as far as, like, moments at games and stuff would be in the playoffs when we finished off the Clippers. Uh, I think it was 2013, game six. After they went up 2-0, we put four straight on them. Everybody's chanting whooped that trick. Uh, that was probably my favorite moment in Grizzlies history. Um I get, but my favorite personal moment is probably when we got to meet Shane Battier and go to a game, basically just hang out with Shane Battier for the night would probably be the uh, probably the thing we'll probably remember the most together as, as far as that goes. I'll take I'll take the responsibility for that. That question was meant for Molly, but I, I wanted to ask you as well, Grant, because I was going to get to the Shane Battier story, which we will hear in just a second. Molly, I'll ask Molly you. Say. No, 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 no. That was my fault. That was my fault. I said your name instead of Molly's. Molly, what is your probably favorite moment again besides uh, that Spurs series uh, that that where uh, the uh, Grizzlies won? Just a memorable moment that you had an experience, even if it wasn't a playoff game. 
Yeah, I think I would say probably that that Clippers game where we yeah. Zebo got ejected. I think Chris Paul and Matt Barnes got ejected, oh, and yeah. it was just like I just remember being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, what is that? Zebo like threw his I think he threw his headband into the crowd, and it was just I mean, because of course it was like one watching the Clippers lose is one of the greatest joys ever. <laughs> Two watching the Grizzlies win, so it was like just like the perfect storm of like this is beautiful, this is a beautiful moment, which is why when we got Matt Barnes, I had a hard time. I was like, I don't know. I, that was like my favorite Grizzlies moment was like watching him be ejected from the game. So I'm like, Grant had to talk me into it that we had him, but because that was my favorite Grizzlies moment. I was like, my favorite moment was watching him and Chris Paul get kicked out of the game and Zebo be the hero. But Yeah, popping his, his jersey as he ran out, yeah. So that was probably my favorite that I can think of. Um, there's probably so many, but that's the one that I'm like, man, I can remember it pretty vividly. I was, I was at the game as well. I was up top watching, and and, and I'll tell anybody that uh, you know, I know I've said it before. It's awesome, but at the FedEx Forum, if it's during the playoff game, sit me up top so I can sit there and see the crowd just as much as I can the game because it just adds to the experience. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Grant, if you had to estimate, how many games have you been to over the years as a Grizzlies fan? Oh, man. Uh, that is a tough question. Gosh, this is 2019, so we're going into our 19th season, 18 years. Uh, man, when I was in college, I went to about 35 games a year. So it's up there in the hundreds, maybe close to 1,000. I don't know. I'll just round it off at a thousand. I'm not sure if that's low or high, but it's definitely been a ton of them for sure. Not quite as many since we've had kids, but you know we try to go as much as we can. <laughs> but yeah, we we when we first got married, we lived downtown right next to the uh, Redbird Stadium, so we would walk to every game. So, so that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I've been to been to a ton for sure. Now, Molly, is it true that if y'all do have a son in the future, you have given Grant permission to name your son? Grit Grind Hall, is that correct? That is not correct, but we did say we, we do love the middle name Memphis, which is like a crazy name. And I was like hardcore to name one of our daughters Conley. Like I was like, I love that name. I think it's a great name. And also Mike Conley's the greatest. So, but he actually vetoed that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I That's actually true. But our dog's too. name is The Bone. So that's true. there's that. <laughs> I like, I like that. That 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 there's I a lot of that. I was like, we can name the dog Z Bone, but um, if I if I want my parents still to like be involved and buy things for their grandchildren, I should probably keep the name somewhat normal. <laughs> so Z Bone, that there, there's a lot of originality with y'all, which 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 is pretty cool. So which is funny uh, because sorry when we met, but oh go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, well, I was gonna say the night. The, actually, the night we met, he went and got the dog the next day, and we named them together. I didn't know Grant at all. We had just met, and he was like, "I need a grizzly theme name," and we came up with Z Bone. What's his full name? Uh, full name is Blue Collar Z Bone. Don't bluff. Yeah, we came up with that the night we met. We were like, and then he went the next day and got the dog. At that time, we did not know we'd be married, but so that was the name we came up with was Z Bone. Yep. So that is is a um, indirect uh, point of this podcast is dating advice. If you want to meet the woman of your dreams and eventually marry her, just buy a dog the next day and name the dog with that woman. Um, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so Grant, 
now let's talk about the Grizzlies a little bit. So obviously y'all had your experience, y'all were married, things like that. Things were great during the grit and grind era, but obviously it's kind of fallen off a little bit over the past two years. Just a lot of turmoil, a lot of upheaval with the organization itself. You know, describe it from a fan's perspective. I'm sure in your case it hasn't been hard to stick with the team, but just what is your viewpoint from from a pure fan standpoint of what the team has gone through over the past couple of years? Certainly a contrast to the grit and grind era. Yeah, man, it's definitely been, been uh, you know, different, a little difficult. Um, you know, we all, we're, you know, me and Molly, are obviously huge fans, so we're always going to support the team no matter what. Um, I just, but I do remember when they first, uh, you know, let Tony Allen and Zach Randolph walk in free agency. I remember we were actually at her parents' house when we got the um, the Twitter update, probably a woes bomb that Zach Randolph was was signing with the Kings and. You know, that was that was kind of tough to tough to swallow. You know, Zebo is, you know, 50 for the city. You know, he was, you know, he's our favorite player of all time. So seeing him go was, was tough. Um, you know, and then shortly later, it was Tony Allen going to New Orleans. And, you know, we just felt like, oh, man, grit and grind is dying. Um, and we're, you know, I, I always try to say, you know, since the Grizzlies have been here an optimist uh, about how things are going. So I was like, okay, we need to, we're going to go a new direction. We're going to do okay. And I just, didn't really think the things didn't really work out the way they it seemed like the front office wanted them to when they let them go uh you know signing you know players like Ben McElmore uh you know it just didn't really work out for a couple of years and then just the team just kind of went downhill and then a couple of years ago you know everybody's wanting to you know to tank and uh you know it was, it was we were kind of torn we were watching games we're like do we want them to win do we want them to lose you know I'm all about the team I always can't cheer for them to lose but you know at that point we're like well we want to get draft picks uh, then, you know, the lottery didn't work out in our favor, um, but in the long run, it seemed like it was great that we got Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, who kind of seemed like he was going to be the, the face of the franchise going forward. And then, of course, this this past uh, couple months have been great when we, we got the number two pick and uh, ended up with John Morant. Uh, now things just kind of look bright. So, I mean, it, it was definitely tough. And of course, I'm leaving out the Marcus Gasol trade and the Mike Conley trade. I think I think me personally, I was – you know, I, I had gotten myself ready for those guys to go and trying to hope that we got the most value as possible back in trades. Molly was 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 really tied to the core four emotionally, so she was. Can I a little cry? Bit. Maybe. Yes, I cried a couple times. <laughs> yeah, so she was a little bit. I don't blame you a bit. <laughs> yeah. I just think about it, and it just makes me sad. Like I, I think because that's how I love Memphis, and I get attached to the people. It's like. I want us to be good, right? But I also like love everybody, and I'm like, I just really want. I love Mike Conley. He's like, how is he such a great player? He's like, I was telling Grant, I was like, he's like, you know, he's never had a technical, but he still plays hard. He's like, how do you balance like that as a person and like also play super hard? And then so I just been pretty emotional. But I think the greatest thing about the core four, though, and a lot of people will say that we should have moved on a lot sooner, but I think they really just made a connection to the city. You know, when they first got here from Vancouver, there was no connection. They struggled right away. Not a lot of people were going to games. They went to the playoffs three years in a row, went 0-12, and and then they're out of the playoffs for four years, and nobody was going to games at all. But but then you had the quarter with everybody coming in, and they, you know, made such a connection with the city um, that even when we had the struggle for a couple of years, we might not have been selling out the form, but I think fans were still invested and still wanted uh, to be involved, and there's people that have been invested for 15, 16 years. So there's a lot of people that are still, you know, supporting the team, uh, which was different from when they were struggling back in 
2004, 5, 6, and all that. Um, so, yeah, I think that just that core four was so great to making a connection with the city. And, Molly, I'll ask you this question before I, I – I, um, uh, talking grand about about the new picks and the new players that are in you know is there a hesitancy you know not we know we know you're a fan of the grizzlies but you know yes you're right the core four it it was special there are a lot of sports writers out there who say that in the past 20 years the team that they loved the most was the grizzlies because of the connection between the team and memphis but is there a bit of hesitancy to, to to now transfer those feelings? Do you feel like it's going to be hard to, to replicate just how special the core four was, even though a lot of people were saying, you know, now Memphis is, is exciting with the new players that come in. Is there going to be some hesitancy? Or are you going to find it a little bit difficult to move on to this new group of players from what you have? I think I love who they got. Like I love John Morant. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. So I think that helps because they're fun. They're like, They seem like they're going to be buddies. Like, I think that's fun. I'm all about, like, the locker room. Are they getting along? Like, I don't want drama. I want them to be, like, cool, having fun, loving the city, that type of thing. So if that transitions well, then I think it'll be an easier transition. Even if we're, like, losing games for a while, it's like, are they not having a good attitude? Not like, are you being positive? But, like, are they trying hard? Are they working hard? Are they getting along with each other, you know? You want that? I don't love the Grayson Allen thing. Like that was my hardest thing with Mike Conley. I was like, because I love what the locker room was. I love who we were. Like I'm like, man, how do we get rid of Mike Conley and get Grayson Allen? That was hard for me. So like, things like that are hard when you bring somebody into the locker room that I'm like not a huge fan of. I'm like, man, I want to love everybody on the Grizzlies, but there's people that it's gonna take a little time for me. Um, but all that to say, I think if they're I don't know. I think I like their personalities a whole lot. That was one thing I really liked about Jaron Jackson Jr. I was like, man, we're not very good right now, but at least he's fun. Like, interviews, he's fun. Like, he's fun to watch, play. So it's, like, more fun than just, like, we're losing and everybody's kind of sour and, like, down. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it makes perfect sense, and 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 you hit the point on the head. I think social media helps out with that. You can connect with the players, but yeah, I agree. You got to be able to, especially with from what you came from with the core four. You got to be able to embrace and you know not necessarily relate, but enjoy what you're seeing. And Grant, I'll get to that point with you. So we've got Jaron Jackson. We drafted John Morant, brought in Brandon Clark. The natural um, overall reaction is that the Grizzlies, this rebuild is happening faster and more successfully than people thought. And while there still is going to be growing pains, it's going to be a lot of fun watching this team play. How excited are you about that? And what do you think the Grizzlies need to focus on now with this core in place to transfer from a rebuild to really being, you know, a young contender in the West? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely looking, looking positive. You know, uh, I think, I mean, we got Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant. You know, of course, we all hope that they live up to their, you know, maximum potential, and hopefully they do. And if if so, you know, we could have, you know, potentially the best point guard and big man duo in the NBA in, you know, four or five years um, if they live up to that potential, which I think they definitely could, We hope, and hopefully they will. Um, and, then of course, drafting Brandon Clark, who's just, uh, you know, athletic, athletic guy, great defender I think are you know are <laughs> with him and Jaron Jackson Jr. down low it's gonna be hard for 
opposing teams to get off layup, uh, layups and dunks here in the next couple of years. You know, they're going to – I think that there's a lot of potential there. And so, you know, I think at this point, you know, they're going – obviously the rebuild came – it came fast. They traded market, the trade deadline, just traded Mike, you know, the day before the draft. So it, it happened real fast. Um, whereas the year before, you know, we were still thinking that we were competing with Mike and Mark. So, you know, I think, you know, going forward, it's going to be important for, you know, getting, uh, you know, good vets, good uh, guys, you know, in the locker room that can kind of help help these young guys. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Moran are both, I think, 19 years old. And so they're going to be 20 when the season starts, you know, those are kids. And so kids aren't going to be able to lead an NBA team no matter how well. Uh, you know, they they can play on the court. They got to have some some vets in there that can help uh, just kind of teach those guys how to be NBA players. I think Mike Conley and Marcus Hall did a great job with that uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr. And hopefully we'll get some guys in here um, that can do that uh, for uh, for John Moran as well. I think, you know, guys like Kyle Anderson, you know, there's a lot of questions as, as far as, you know, how's he going to fit with the team? Um, but I think he's just a great guy to have on the team even if it's not for basketball reasons, just for helping out these young guys. You know, he's young himself, but he's been in the league for a few years now, and I think he can help these these guys. So just getting in some some players that can help uh, help the young guys going forward, and then hopefully hopefully get a little bit more luck. You know, in the in the next couple of years in the draft, and keep and keep building uh, the team. Now, Molly, I will ask this question to you. Your favorite Grizzly of all time would be Zebo. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Who is Grant's favorite Grizzly of all time? Uh, he would say Zebo. He used to love James Posey back in the day. That was before my day, um, gotcha. my Grizzly days. But now I think he'd say Zebo. It's hard because there's so many great ones that even sometimes I'm like, was Tony my favorite? Is Mark my favorite? Now Mike's my favorite. But when I think about it, I'm like, okay, it was Zebo. But last year, I believe, there was a guy who who, who put his – um, uh, nomination, or y'all may have wanted to nominate him as your favorite Grizzly of all time, uh, Shane Battier. Uh, y'all had, oh, yeah. uh, y'all had a very uh, a, a awesome and rare experience uh, with Shane Battier. Uh, kind of as we're wrapping up here on the Three and D podcast, uh, please take us take us in depth as you want. Tell us about the story of how the Halls and Shane Battier uh, had a day together here here in Memphis last year. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a crazy story. I mean, it was it was really surreal. So, uh, at the beginning of this past season, they kept doing a promo uh, on TV uh, for uh, I guess it was like the Budweiser Legendary Moments. Um, you could enter to win, you know, courtside tickets and a jersey uh, and a couple other things. I can't remember exactly how they promoted it, but I remember on the promotion they had they would show Shane Bad- uh, Shane game-winning shot against the Spurs, and I always thought it was kind of funny that it kept showing Shane Battier. Um, but anyways, you know, I, I decided, like, you know, I might as well sign up in case I win. You don't expect to win those type of things. Uh, and a couple months went by after I uh, after I had put my name in the drawing or whatever, and I got a call from uh, from the Grizzlies, and I'm a season ticket holder, so when the Grizzlies call me, I know the number, so I call, saw them call me from work, and I just assumed it was my season uh, or my ticket rep, and then I got a voicemail, and it was somebody I never talked to, so I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what they wanted. So I called because they were like, hey, call us back by 5 o'clock. And so I was like, all right, well, I better call them back by 5 o'clock. And so I called back, and they told me, hey, you won the uh, Budweiser Legendary uh, Experience. And I was like, all right, cool. And so they're like, all right, well, it's going to be against the Heat uh, in December. Um, we're going we're gonna to pick you up in a limo. We're going to um, take you and three of your friends to the game. Y'all are going to sit on the floor. 
you're going to get a, a jersey of whatever player you want. I was like, all right, that sounds awesome. And they left out a, a few of the details. They just told me that. So I was like, all right. So, of course, uh, called Molly. I was like, hey, we got a limo ride to the Grizzlies game, and we're going to sit on the floor. And I was like, I don't know what really else is involved. I know they're picking us up at 4 o'clock. The game doesn't start till 7, but let's, let's do it. So we got uh, two of my brothers came with us. Um, so it was four of us. And so we, you know, that's all, that's all I knew is that a limo was going to pick us up. We were going to get picked up three hours before game time. They're going to come to my house, pick us up and take us to the game. Uh, and so then a week went by and the, I guess a couple of days before the game and the same guys reached out to me. They texted me they're Hey, uh, just a heads up, you know, we're going to come, uh, you know, pick you up in the limo, like we said, but we're going to get you mic'd up so that we can, you know, just kind of talk to you at your house and, you know, kind of just, let you talk on camera about the experience and stuff like that. Uh, and then they're like, oh, by the way, you're going to have a chance to shoot a shot on the court in the middle of the game to win the crowd a prize. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool, because I haven't shot a basketball in over a year. <laughs> so, so yeah, I immediately start texting my buddy. I'm like, hey, man, do you have a, a basketball court I can go to? I haven't shot a basketball in over a year. You know, I've got, got two little girls at home. I don't really have a chance to go play pickup basketball anymore. Um, but, unfortunately, I didn't get up any practice shots. So. Anyways, they uh, they come to our house, um, they get here, a limo comes and the limo parks in the driveway, they come in, they mic us, or they mic me up, uh, and then they're just kind of hanging out and talking, and then all of a sudden this Budweiser truck drives down our street, parks, gets out, um, then they... Like, by truck, he means like 18 wheeler. Yeah, yeah. Eight, we live on a very small street. <laughs> yeah, 18-wheeler pulls up on our... I do, I do remember street. seeing it. Seeing it on the TV, and they are not kidding. We are talking about like this is the type of truck that you would see delivered to a gas station. It was really cool yeah. to see yeah. on TV. I don't yeah. know what our neighbors thought was happening, but yeah, they, were, <laughs> they were probably very confused, thinking we were having some huge party or something. But but yeah, then there was a knock on the door, and I go to answer it, and it was Shane Battier. So uh, the last thing I expected was Shane Battier to knock on the front door of my house. Because I had literally joked with him, like we had joked about it, because Shane was in the thing, you know, we on our first name basis, I call him Shane, ah. and I was like, what if Shane, uh, Shane Battier is there, and I was thousand percent joking, I never would, I was like, I mean, what if we ride in the limo with Shane, so we were like talking about all these different Grizzlies players that might be in the limo, so when I saw his brother look out the front window, and he was like, it's Shane Battier, and I was like, what? And it was definitely him in my driveway. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I never thought that that was – I was totally joking when I said he might come with us to the Grizzlies game. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he knocked on the door. We we hopped in a limo with Shane Battier and the four of us, me and Molly and my brothers, and we rode to the game, sat on the floor, hung out during shoot-around. Uh, yeah, and then just hung out. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, I went on the court and, and banked a uh, shot hard off the glass. And my only goal was not to airball. That was that was the only thing I wanted to accomplish was to not airball my uh, my shot attempt and I hit it very hard off the glass. I'm actually glad they didn't have to replace the backboard mid game, but it all worked out. It was it was it was a wild night. It was a lot of fun for sure. Well, that, that sounds like an awesome fan experience. So I, I'm sure that everybody would love to enjoy that. So just a, a lot of awesome memories. And and Molly, I'll ask you this question. Um, as um, just just one final question for you and Grant. Um, Molly, I'll ask you first, out of all the things that you have gotten from a Grizzlies game, what do you feel may be your, your most prized Grizzlies possession um, uh, that, that, that you've had through all your years of going to Grizzlies games? Gosh, 
that's hard to say because he has season tickets, so we have always gotten them all. But now I would definitely say I think the Mount Rushmore with the core four on it. I'm like, now I look at that and I'm like, they're all gone. Like that is like a classic item to have, and I'm glad we have all four of them. Yeah, that, that was. Actually, you know, the one where they like the Mount Rushmore thing. That's that's definitely a good one to have. I think. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm missing Mark. I've got Mike, uh, uh, Mike, Tony, and Zach. I don't know if I have Mark, but that that actually was a segue into the question I was going to ask Grant. And then this is this is what will wrap us up here. Grant, I want to hear your Mount Rushmore when it comes to the Grizzlies, but a special stipulation. It can't be one of the core four. It can't be Pau Gasol, and it can't be Shane Battier. You got to remove those six. So who is on your Mount Rushmore of Grizzlies when it comes to maybe the names that a lot of people forget were on Memphis, but over the years, you've really become a fan of? Uh, well, for me, number one is definitely, if, you're, if I can't include Zach Randolph and anyone from the core four, it's going to be James Posey. James Posey was always always my favorite player, and I thought he would continue to be my favorite player of all time until Zebo kind of took that reign. So so James Posey, number one. Um, I mean, I think Mike Miller has to be included in there. You know, he was there on the on the early teams. He was – he was a lot of fun to watch when he was young and in his prime. He was he was a lot of fun. And then of course he came back to the Grizzlies and you know helped us helped us in the playoffs, uh, you know against the Thunder. And it was just it was really exciting. So I got James Posey, Mike Miller. I think I would uh, I'd have to include uh, Jason Jason Williams. You know White Chocolate uh, on that original team. Um, and then I'm going to go with a, a sleeper here because this was one of my, uh, <laughs> this was one of my favorite players, uh, from those, from those early days, but Bo Outlaw, I love me some Bo Outlaw, just the way he played the game, rebounding and defense, just, he kind of, he would have fit very well on these grit and grind teams, uh, of the more recent days, but Bo Outlaw. So I got James Posey, Jason Williams, uh, Mike Miller and, uh, and 45 Bo Outlaw. I think that I can agree with you if I'm going to go by the same stipulations. I'll go Jason Williams. I'll go Mike Miller. I want to go Stromile Swift. Woo, Stromile Swift was a highlight waiting to happen. Love how he played. And I'm also going to go Vince Carter. Um, And in his latter years, just how well of of an addition he was. Guys, I can't tell you. you, It has been awesome talking with y'all. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that y'all want to say before we – before we head on uh, from another edition of the uh, 3D podcast. Man, we just really appreciate you having us on. You know, this is the first time we've been able to do something like this and kind of, you know, kind of tell that story about how we met and just, you know, just how big of a, uh, a part the Grizzlies have played in, in both of our lives, individual ways. And then, of course, uh, for us getting married. Uh, so we really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Molly, you were wonderful as well. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to Thank give you. us your perspective and, and your experience. Um, and, and that's the whole thing. The, 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 the Grant and Molly Hall are, are, are awesome folks. Like I say, I've had the chance to get to know Grant over the past year. But that's the thing that makes Memphis awesome is the fact that there are, like the Halls, many people who have these experiences because of how well the organization connects uh, with their, you know, with the city. And, you know, it's a, a lot of people have a passion for Memphis. And if you show you do as well, they'll certainly embrace you. My name is Sean Coleman for Grant and Molly Hall. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the edition of the 3 and D podcast. Our next time out, we'll do a recap of the draft. 
and we'll start looking forward to free agency in the summer league. Hope you all have a great time until next time here on the 3D Podcast.